0: Or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Co- Yeah, that's right, Strange Brew Coffee. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> it's just like my brain just went, you're doing it wrong, and I wasn't. Got to have self-confidence, Robbie. That's, that's Take that I mean. brain. Yes. Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffee House. Or at Churnin's. not sorry, but I, I, I'm determined to mess this up. At what, Brupolo, what, is, what is happening here? I I I I I don't know. At Brupolo over in Tupelo, it would be weird. Robbie Falk it would be odd if Brupolo was in Crosby. Crosby. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got me here. Where where oh. is Crosby? Crosby is off of Highway 98. Between say we'll say between Natchez and Gloucester, okay. So I'm not. Out I'm not West Mississippi.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not in tune with that much the Natchez area. We need, we need to get you down down there. Summit and Magnolia, South I've, Pike I've gone High through, School. Yeah, I've gone through Summit uh, a couple of times going going towards um, Louisiana and
0: yeah.
1: places like that,
0: uh, but Crosby. Is, is new to me well there you go well find people down there in crosby i'm sure And if they want strange brew coffee what they've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for shipping whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter they got you covered at strange brew coffee house college corner college that's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else Good. They got two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowed by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. If you're looking for something for yourself, for your family, for your car, for your tailgate, or for your home, they've got it. College Corner. It's Wing Wednesday over at Humble Taco. Those delicious Mexican smoked wings. And that, again, is what we're talking about when we say Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Everybody loves smoked wings, but they put that Mexican twist on them at Humble Taco. It makes them different, it makes them delicious. So when you want to eat something different, but you want something familiar, too, you want great tacos, but you don't want the same old tacos, you know where to go. You go to Humble Taco over on University Drive. It is still Rewards Week over there with uh, with our friends at Firehouse Subs. I hope you, if you're not following them on Twitter, you're missing out on deals. And it's just that simple. Uh, today's special was, where is it here? Well, they haven't even announced it as we were, we were doing it yet. What are they doing? Get on it, guys. I'm trying to talk you up here. So, anyway. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And the reward points, well, they just pile up and you're eating a free sandwich sooner rather than later. If Joe Biden can take uh, credit for falling gas prices, and if he can also be blamed for rising gas prices, I can take credit for sub Firehouse Subs deals. That's the way I'm going to look at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to take credit for them giving these deals. That's all my doing. So, you're welcome, first and foremost. And remember, there's locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It is rumblings there, Robbie. We've got some good questions today. I'm
1: excited. We had a, a big response yesterday. I don't, know what, I don't know
0: what it was. I don't know if it was the week off. People I think that's us. it. When people have the week, when we get to take a week off, people come back strong. They do. They missed us. Well, it's fine. We missed them, too. Let's jump right in. Uh, we start with our good friend Colton Watson, who says, please lay out the mental gymnastics to p- have people go ahead and actually pick Auburn ahead of Arkansas and Mississippi State in the West this year. I've even seen new, non-Auburn fans slot them as high as fourth place. What's their basis? Well, first and foremost, I don't know who these people are. I mean, Arkansas was picked ahead of, of uh, Auburn in every, everything I, I've seen. Uh, Mississippi State was picked in the SEC media poll ahead. But that said, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Robbie. Auburn has talent. They have a lot of four- and five-star players, half of their roster. So the idea that if, they, if quarterback play is the biggest reason I'm down on them, I just don't believe in Calzada or Fendler. But if they, if they prove me wrong, that's a team that can win games. Yeah,
1: I said this yesterday. I just would not be shocked if they finished, like, second or third in the West. These I mean, are the from- years they do it, when, when they're, everybody's predicting them down. Is when right. right back. And with that said, I, I think they're going to finish last. I've, I believe that Brian Harson is going to fail miserably. I just – this feels like it's heading in that direction. Right. You have this, you know, coup building behind the scenes, and not even behind the scenes, it was building publicly last year where they tried to find dirt on this coach. They started making up things uh, in the public eye and basically just completely uh, slandering this guy. And it just seems like there's going to be things bubbling over in the middle of the season that just overtakes that Auburn team. And I I just don't have any faith in them. But things could come together, and they have the roster that they could be really good. So it's just I I could see some people picking them forth. I just don't think they're going to finish there.
0: All right. Uh, It's also from Colton. I think I, axi- I asked uh, Brian and Joel this, but I'm asking again, how far do you have to be from Starkville to stay hell State or go dogs to someone else you spot wearing MSU stuff? For example, I wouldn't think twice if I saw an M over S in Jackson, but in NOLA, I might have to say, hey, how far do you have to go before seeing Maroon is a surprise? I mean, out, out of the state of Mississippi, right? Yeah, across state lines. If somebody in Tennessee
1: – yeah, if th- you're in Memphis and you worse. see a
0: state fan, you can say something. But if you're in South Haven, I would Yeah,
1: Yeah, um, it, it's just it's, it's not that odd to see someone wearing state gear inside the state of Mississippi. But I always find it interesting whenever I see somebody away from, um, you know, Mississippi wearing
0: that stuff. And that's whenever you acknowledge them. Last one from Colton. I've never voted in the SEC media poll. Is the format in such a way that maybe somebody accidentally picked Vanderbilt to win the East, or is that not possible? There's two issues here. First off, it's not really possible. The way it, the ballot is set up, you, you have to click on Vanderbilt. There's no way you could not do it. And then it asks you to confirm it twice. You say yeah. That. yeah. And and people, people do this all the time. Yeah, so. second thing is somebody picked them to win the SEC, which means not only did they pick them to win the East – then they picked them to beat Alabama. Mm. So you really have to be picking them on purpose to do that. There's no way you can make that many mistakes. It's not possible. And I don't think it was a Vandy person that did it because... I
1: think it's one of these Saturday... I know, I know like one Vanderbilt writer. Yeah. So I don't think there's very many of those. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's somebody just making a joke of the ballot. I agree. And, and if that's the case, that person should be... Uh, not only should they be called out, they should no longer
0: be able to do this. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. All right, uh, Will Chandler wants to know, Bugs Bunny gets all the love. Rank the other Looney Tunes characters. We've got Daffy Duck, Yosemite Sam, Foghorn Leghorn, Pepe Le Pew, and Porky Pig. All right, a little hot take here. I'm going to put Foghorn Leghorn number one. I say, I say, boy. I say, I say, there, boy. I'm going <laughs> with him. Okay. Then we're gonna go, Daffy Duck, mmm, Porky Pig, Pepe Le Pew, and Yosemite Sam is, is last. Dang, you have Yosemite last. Yeah, Elmer Fudd should be on this list, by the way.
1: Why yeah, is Elmer Fudd not
0: on here? Uh, yeah, Wobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> very, very
1: quiet, Wobby. We're answering Wombling's questions. I used to say my R's with W's like that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's that's why I'm going to rank funny.
0: you. Want to argue? Go ahead.
1: No, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like tied to Looney Tunes like that. That I'm going to just be rationally angry about your picks. I got you. I got you.
0: Uh, Rob Hathaway, how would each of you personally describe Zaxby's to Nick Saban? What a great anecdote from John Talty yesterday.
1: It's, the, the chicken tenders are not as good as Cane's, as but the menu
0: is more, ex, more expanded. Okay. I would just tell Nick, like if we want chicken f- fingers, Zaxby's is the same as everywhere else.
1: Except for Raising Cane's. No, course.
0: it's the same. No, it's it's not the same. It's the same.
1: I want to put put this to the test. We're going to make it happen one day. The next time we're in Jackson or somewhere with a Canes, I want you to bring me a Zaxby's chicken tender and a Canes chicken tender, and I will tell you which one is the Zaxby's one and which one's the Canes. That's fine. With
0: 100%. No, they're not. Neither are any better than the other one. Uh, I, I... Greatly disagree with that statement. You can, but uh, I'm just telling. All right, uh, where are we here? Rob Hadaway, you know what? We have a bunch of questions about this particular topic, so we'll come back to this. Uh, Rob Hadaway, what is something in your household that your family intentionally mispronounces because something a child once said? For example, in our house, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is called Crunch Loach. Your, your, Your natty's a little too young. She's probably still mispronouncing those things, and eventually they will become those things well she's uh, you know she's at the point
1: where she says uh spaschetti yeah, um so it's spasschetti, yeah, and we correct her and shes yeah. she she is a very very um independent child, i believe it she doesn't want – she's never wrong she <laughs> she is me she's a woman. basically well, she's me basically yeah. she's not. She's, she's Like never I said, wrong. she's a woman. Well, I'm not a woman. Hell, I don't know. Look at that hair. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make, make me a woman. That just makes me incredibly – it just makes my hair incredibly good. Um, you know, it's, everything that you say is wrong and what she says is correct. And, you know, she doesn't want used to that, boss. She doesn't want help with anything. Oh, I can't yeah. help her. And that's how I, that's how I was, too. I, I taught myself how to ride a bike, taught myself how to swim, Yeah. taught myself how to play guitar. Yeah. I potty trained myself. So I, she, is, she is following in the same path as me. taught myself how it.
0: to use a bandsaw. I only yeah. lost two fingers before I figured it out. <laughs> taught myself how to uh, uh, skydive. Yeah. Jump off a cliff. You're just a regular Ron Burgundy over there. So yeah. in my house, there's two things that stand out. We, we don't call it this anymore, but we still might say it or not. When Aislinn was a little kid, she couldn't say mirror. She said Miro. You know, not the Dice but Miro. is what she right. We might say, go look in the Miro every now and then. Uh, well, and one thing the other, that, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Another thing is my sister-in-law, her name is Diana. And Aislin could not pronounce that when she was a kid. So she just called her Nina. And now they still refer to her as Nina. Well, I was going to say same thing with
1: my dad, you know, he's big daddy to everybody else. Right. But when Natty during COVID, she was, I guess, two, uh, not even two yet. Mm -hmm. and we were watching my dad on facebook he was preaching we were watching my dad's sermon and she saw him and she said baba and i was like what she just called him baba and so now that's what she calls him she calls him baba we
0: call we call everybody else calls him big daddy well we'll get that figured out she's got to call him big daddy i I don't think it's going to happen we'll see we'll see so here we have a question from Swindeezy, but he didn't lock it, and someone answered it. I thought we were through with these issues, but I guess not. Some people can't be taught. So we move on. Oh, uh, well, no. he didn't really answer it. Oh, no, he, he answered it. It's got a reply. It's, but it's it it's, him, it's him kidding around with the name pronunciation. It's not locked. It's got a reply. Okay. He's out. Okay. Uh, you do. We have plan. rules, all right? We have a code. Either follow the code, follow the rules, or get out. Uh, that I'm
1: just – I'm not that upset about, but –
0: Well, it's just me.
1: I, I don't have You know what? I don't have a
0: problem being the jerk on this one. I'll take the heat. I know. Tucker Medlin asks, is there any amount of yards Will Rogers can throw for that would get him on the All-SEC team? I mean, yeah, if he broke Joe Burrow's record in 13 games, if he threw for 5,700 yards, yeah, he'll be first team.
1: That, that's that's kind of the issue that – that I was referring to the other day, yeah. though, like that at what be point? Stupid numbers. At what point do we say, okay, this person on Mike Leach's offense deserves some credit? You know, I mean, it's yeah. just like I, I really feel like Mississippi State players on offense are going to be discounted by the SEC coaches and SEC media because they play in Mike Leach's offense, and I don't think that's fair. Uh, but I, you know, if he throws for five thousand yards, I mean.
0: There's no, way, team there's no Bryce way Young. that you can – yeah, there's no way that you can discount that. Let's not forget, by the way, last year, that Bryce Young threw for 40 – he threw for more yards. Now it was in more games. Yeah. But he did throw for more yards than Will Rogers. I will say this. If Will Rogers can win nine games this year and throw for 4,800 yards, he'll be second team all that season.
1: I think it's going to have to be – wins. It's going to have to be about wins. And that, that's, yeah. that's how Mike Leach's quarterbacks are going to be able to I, get in the Heisman
0: conversation too. All right, Hunter Maness wants to know: the Mega Millions is now up to seven hundred and ninety million dollars. So, if you won, would you take first off? Would you take the lump sum or the payments? I think the lump sum gets you like four hundred and ten million. Okay. Or do you want to do the annuity and just get like like ten million a year for seventy nine years or whatever it is? I think I would do the the
1: payments. Because I just I don't want to get that money
0: and like I'd be scared I might blow it. So That's the thing. Like I feel like you want to blow like a chunk of it, right off the top, and then you know you put the rest away. A large portion of my millions that I would
1: make, Mm -hmm. I'm donating to places. Well, that's what you should. I just I don't need
0: I don't need that money. I don't need that much money. I would take the. I'm I'm giving. I'm giving ten million. And then the first thing I'm going to do is call a friend of mine who's a financial advisor and be like, "Here's uh 350 million. Put yeah. it where I can't lose it, you know?" Right. And then I'm going to take like 50-60 million and that that's going to get that's going to get spent on some stuff. But I mean paying off all my debts is not a huge, you know. That's not going to put a, a dent into leftover 60 million. I'm definitely calling Charlie Winfield. Yes. Like, "All
1: you're, right, we're good, good now. Different. We're good, buddy. Don't have to you're worry." You're going anymore. to take care of the bulldog initiative yourself. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm going. going you know, to I'll get some of the
0: MSU, obviously, and I try to get myself some good seats throughout the uh, the stadium. Uh, you know, build a new house, and uh, yeah, maybe get some toys, and that's about it. And you're
1: you're you're going to put your name somewhere on Mississippi State's campus if you got that kind
0: of money. Yeah, but where the stadium? You know what I want. I want. I not I want to replace. I'll Davis upgrade played. the press box for you. We'll call it the Brian Haydad press box. Okay. All right. But yeah. I, I, you'll, we will have a state of the art press box at Mississippi State. Yes, it's not the. It's not
1: the the boosters that are getting the goods. It's the media.
0: Right. Well, you know, other people get some good stuff, but but we're also going to take care of my friends. My friends are going to get a taste.
1: Is is it a tax write off? To give to, to MSU, if you gave to MSU, is can you write that not,
0: off? Not to the Bulldog Club, but if you give to the university, I think you can write it off.
1: Okay. So
0: what I would do is give to the university and tell Keenum, be like, hey. Slip anyway. this over to. Yeah, you know. let John have some of that. So, And by some of that, I mean all of that. Mm-hmm. I would only have one condition, which I will reveal to you after we are done recording. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The dude says. Would you rather have a top tier run defense and bottom tier pass defense or vice versa? I mean, if you're bad at one, that's what you're going to get exploited. There's no difference, right? If teams can run on you, but they can't throw, they're just going to run on you. Well, wasn't
1: state's defense kind of like that last year? Their pass defense, like, really was not very good. It was not great, number wise. And their rush defense was like top 20.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was kind of like that. How would you describe State's defense last year? It was good. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, teams are, are a lot more balanced
1: now, so it's not like in the 90s. Like, you could say, right. like, you know, State's, State's
0: defense oh. under Jolie Dunn, like, would be susceptible to, to some yeah. big pass points. 20 years ago, if you could stop the run, that was all that you really needed. Yeah. Nowadays, it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, that's what State did in in the 90s. Like, I I remember uh,
1: watching back that Arkansas game in 98, and, like, Joe Lee would just send everyone, and there would just be a a wide receiver or tight end, like, 30 yards down the field just standing there, and, like, nobody around him, and he, like, scored a touchdown. Yeah. But, like, nobody sweat that back then because teams couldn't pass the ball unless you were Kentucky uh, under uh, Mummy or, you know, Florida with Steve Spurrier. I mean, teams just couldn't really pass it. But now they're so balanced, I mean, you, you can't wish for,
0: for one and right. uh, be terrible at the other. Your defense is not going to be that great. Right. Uh, Memdog asks, with the SEC becoming the official conference of Bush's Beans, what would be the official food of the other pack, Power Five conferences? First off, you got that a little backwards. Bush's Beans is now the official bean of the SEC. It's not the SEC is not the official conference of Bush's Beans. Let's, look, let's clean up that verbiage a little bit. So what what should be the official like food of some of these conferences? The Pac-12 <clears throat> should have like a like a sushi, right? Like well, the American Sushi has golden flakes chips. That's true, golden flag. Um Like the Big Ten should have uh, skyline chili. Yeah, like the, the disgusting Pac-12, and nobody likes it. The Pac-12 will be
1: like some kind of organic kale uh, dish or they something. They have the like official
0: that. like the avocados. Are the official f- vegetable of the Pac-12. Kale. I like that. I like where you're Yeah. Talking. The ACC should have like a... Barbecue, like, like Carolina barbecue. Like, yeah, mu- mu- they need the official mustard-based barbecue sauce of the ACC. Yes. Okay. And then the Big 12, Texas, they can get steaks. We we'll give them steaks. Like Omaha <laughs> steaks. Yeah. Well, no, because B- Nebraska's in the Big Ten. Can't That's have true. Happen. So just, um, uh, just you know, if prime, they need an official beef. The official beef provider is what they need. What is
1: the SEC? If if we're not talking about Golden Flake's chips, Golden Flake and Bush's
0: beans, uh, ribs, ribs, yeah, Archibald's Pork. in uh, Northport, the official rib provider of the SEC.
1: Well, I mean, it could be. Um... It could be. Um, why, why is my mind
0: going blank all of a sudden? Dreamland. It would be between Dreamland and an Archibald. But Everybody says Archibald's better. I've never been. I need to go.
1: I've heard really good things about Archibald's, but I think they're, I mean, the old school like Dreamland and the old school Archibald's are kind of like on the same tier, okay. I think.
0: You know, have, you you know, could the, be, have you been to the, the old big Southern Dreamland? barbecue chain? Jim and Nick's. Oh yeah, I love Jim and Nick's. Jim, by and the Nix. Way. Jim and Nick's is good barbecue to be a chain. It's good. Yeah. Have you been to the old Dreamland, the original, like the shack? Okay, so that's the only one I go to. I don't go to the chain ones. I only go to the okay. one in Tuscaloosa off that uh, old, off that off that uh, off Jug Factory Road. Yeah, and it's I mean, the last time I went
1: there, I don't know the same same it's the same now, but you just get ribs and
0: bread. They have added pulled pork and sausage and chicken to the menu. Okay. Yeah, added some other meats and so they have sides um, too now. But I've I don't get one, the, I don't get that. I just get ribs and bread. I, I'm very old school about it. I've been to the one in Birmingham. It's good. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's I've like been a to the restaurant, though.
1: Yeah. And I've been to the other one in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. No. That's,
0: it's, it's, it's pretty good, but it's just not the same as that. I agree. I agree. It's that shack. All right. Josh Patrick wants to know from us if Will Rogers and Bryce Young swap teams today, what's the ceiling and the floor for Alabama? Well, I mean, Bryce Young's a better quarterback than Will Rogers. Let's just be honest. He is. So state ceiling goes up a bit and their floor doesn't really change very much. But at the same time, for Alabama, nothing really changes there either. It's still Alabama. Will Rogers with Alabama's weapons, they'll be fine he'll be fine. They're still gonna be a national championship team.
1: Yeah, it's not like he was a, I mean, he was a threat to run, but he didn't really run that much. So, right. like, he was he was doing what Will Rogers was doing, basically. Right. And we're not he into the also, whole
0: dual threat uh, debate, but still, yeah. But you know, they
1: have legit running backs, legit offensive linemen, wide receivers. I mean, Will Rogers would. Yeah. I, I feel like they would have the same amount of, uh,
0: maybe not the same, but similar production under Will Rogers. Right. Bryce Young ran 81 times last year for zero yards. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yes. The, 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 Ro, Ro, Young elevates Mississippi State. Rogers doesn't do much at all for Alabama. There's, are still a great, great football team. Yeah. Uh, the Ginger Beard Man asks, more likely, Will Rogers starts at quarterback for three more seasons or Sawyer Robertson and Braden Locke both finish their careers as Bulldogs? I don't see any way possible for both Robertson and Locke. To be at state their whole career. I just don't in this day and age of college football.
1: No, I, I could see
0: Rodgers being here for three more years over that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we agree then. Uh, also from uh, the Gingerbeard man, more likely to have a breakout season, dollar bill, Nathan Pickering, or Caleb Ducking. How does an offensive lineman have a breakout season? You know, we're just going to go wow, he's doing good. Nobody ever pays attention. Well, I mean, the breakout
1: season would be him becoming like a first round pick.
0: Okay, I can live with that then. Well, then who's your? Going from
1: you didn't you didn't know that he was even a factor for the most part. To he's a bonafide like first round guy. He's bonafide. Um, mine, mine would probably be Pickering, mm-hmm. just
0: because he's been in the mix. I feel like he's got the the, the highest ceiling of those guys. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. Delvin Irwin asks, why is the infield all dirt in softball? Do you know the answer? Why is it all dirt? Yes.
1: Um, I don't. I don't know why. That's an interesting question. I never really thought about that. Maybe right. well, because so it plays – I mean, it play the, the bases are – or it's much shorter to each base. yeah. It so maybe it,
0: it's got to play faster. I don't know. Yeah. We, I'll, I'll read, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, we'll get an answer to this question. Uh, Reed Green asks, watching as a fan, who's the best defensive football player you saw that played against Mississippi State? And I can give you 10 Alabama guys right off the top of my head. Best defensive player? I mean, think about all the guys that you've seen through the years. I mean, just over the last 10 years. The guys that you've seen. I mean, the last twenty years. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think. I not I mean, even, it's, I can't it's even like a, It's got to be like an Alabama guy. I'm thinking more of an LSU. It might be Glenn Dorsey. He's probably up there. He's definitely up there. And of course, you know Craig Steltz. Just that one game.
1: Yeah. Um, we Craig's... were talking about Mike Henning the other night. My group message. Uh, uh,
0: Dorsey would be on that list. Um. The Honey Badger is on that list from LSU. I saw Champ Bailey play against Mississippi State. Really good, mm-hmm. as you might guess. Um, Patrick Willis from Ole Miss, really good. Like Alabama, I man, there's just so many. Like, the guy who would stand out is like A'shaun Robinson to me. I always thought he was dominant. And State always tried to run the ball, so he had big games. Um, yeah, Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams. Rolando McClain. Um, yeah. Will Anderson last year is on this list. Yeah. I mean, if he has another game like he had last year, goodness gracious. It's kind of scary to think about the fact that he's back for yeah, nine years. Well, I mean, it's scary for us. Imagine how State's tackles feel. <laughs> That's where it's scary. So, yeah, I mean, it's just so many yeah, so many great players. I mean, we haven't even listed anybody from Auburn. I mean, a lot of great players, man. So many of them. Uh, let's see here. Let's do this one here. Where are we? Uh, Brogan Fairchild. What was the biggest surprise from SEC Media Days? I mean, I, the biggest surprise might me is that there really weren't any surprises. I mean, I, not, nothing, nothing happened that I was just like, oh wow, that happened. Yeah. I mean, the
1: only thing that was kind of newsworthy was whenever Jimbo Fisher basically gave away who the permanent opponents were going to be for. Yeah, AM. that might be
0: it. That's, that's probably a good answer. A good I don't answer.
1: think he was supposed to do that.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh, Brian, when you used to deliver pizzas, how many times did you forget to grab the drink on the way out the door when the customer ordered one? I forgot all the time back in the day. I didn't deliver a ton. I worked in the store for the most part. But when I did deliver, never. I checked my orders. That's what you're supposed to do, Broken. Come on. Check the receipt before you leave. That's the way to get tips. Just saying. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook out this weekend or any weekend, when you're looking to do something for the family, beef is always the best choice. Your family wants to eat steaks, man. They want to eat burgers. They want to eat brisket. That's what people want to eat. That's why beef is the best choice. So head up your local butcher, head up your meat markets, talk to them, and say, hey, what have you got? What are the good cuts this week? They're always willing to talk and get you some great deals. Beef, it's what's for dinner. That's from our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's the place, to, it's the place that's happening in Starkville. We've been talking about it all week. You, you see celebrities there all the time. Starkville celebrities, they're at Two Brothers. You should be a Starkville celebrity. Go grab some wings, grab some tacos, grab some pork rind nachos. Have a great meal and a great time. Every time, you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Really simple, really easy to promise everybody. Who delivers on that? It's Advantage Business Systems. And they do it because they've had 47 years of experience helping their customers. When you need technology, when you need a new copier, a new printer, When you need laptops, when you need computer systems, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then when the sale is made, the sale is guaranteed to have great service backing it up because they're a Mississippi business just like you. They're their neighbors. So call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, next question comes to us from Jay in Baltimore. I just saw a horrifying video of a great white, Nearly breaking into a shark cage. Rank the following based on your level of fear. Shark cage, skydive, bungee off a bridge, wing walking, running under the bulls. I saw a video uh, yesterday. This guy, he was fishing, and a shark took his line. And instead of just cutting the line, he tried to get the line out of the shark's mouth, the hook. And the next thing you hear him say is, beep, I just lost my pinky. And he was so nonchalant about it. He's just like the shark just bit his finger off. He starts squirting blood everywhere, and he's like, I lost my pinky. Cry me uh, Exactly. And then I they showed another shot, video. of took him my with, pinky. His, with his hand all bandaged up, clearly missing a pinky. And he's like, I learned my lesson, and he just cuts the line. I'm like, You idiot.
1: Oh my god. What is wing walking? Is that when you walk on a plane? Wing or something?
0: Planes wings. Uh that, oh, it's so people like. You, you, okay, you, you know those like World War I planes? Yeah. Those, yeah, you like stand on top of it. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no. any of these things, first and foremost. Yeah, that all, that all sounds terrible. I would say I have a really bad fear of heights. So wing walking is probably number one. Then skydive. Then bungee off the bridge. Shark cage. Running of the bulls. Again, I don't want to do it, and I am scared of it, but that's the least scary one. Yeah. I feel like I could just, you know, like, really – I would get out there for, like, two seconds and then duck over a wall.
1: Be like, all right, yeah, I did I it. Yeah, I would just – you know, if they're getting close, I would just go into the alleyway or something, and they'll just keep running straight. Exactly.
0: Uh, let's see here. Jason Luckett asked us in the movie Wayne's world. Wayne stated during his hockey game with Garth that led Zeppelin didn't write tunes that everyone liked. They left that to the Bee Gees. Is that true? What am I being asked here? What are we, is he asking us if that's the quote? I'm pretty sure that is the quote. Are we, I mean, does everybody like, are
1: the Bee Gees? I think he's saying he's a, like, is it true that everyone liked
0: the Bee Gees? I think. I would tell, tell you that Staying Alive is probably a more popular song than any Led Zeppelin song. More popular than The Stairway? Uh, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I'm not talking in terms of better. I'm talking about in terms of... No, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I'm just saying more popular. Yeah, I think so. It might be. So, so there you go. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's, here's our argument from last night. About me googling cities in Oklahoma. Sorry that I wanted to be factually correct, Robbie. My my bad. You you didn't even need to make the tweet. Hey, you 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 don't tell me what to tweet. All right. You don't you don't you don't do that, sir. I do what I want. All right, Hunter, calm down. Sound like a little five year old. Uh, what, what do you think you sound like saying? You don't tell me what to do. I sound like a grown up. No, you don't. If you don't tell me what to do. I'm a grown man. I'll tweet what I want. I'll tell you whatever I want. Okay. You you do that. We
1: can do this. We can do this all
0: day. You see how far that gets you in life. You can do this all day. I hear you. Uh 901 Stark Dog. If you have a hard time if you've had a hard time sleeping, why does the best sleep happen around the time that you get up? Well, I'll tell you why. Because God has a strange sense of humor. Yeah, and I
1: think you just finally, you know. It just takes you forever to, to finally settle down and go to sleep, and then you, you haven't gotten the full quality sleep that you needed mm-hmm. uh, of to, to fully rest. I think that's if you why have I'm, to be awake at seven, the best sleep is like from six thirty to seven. Yeah, I think it's just your in your mind. Like I don't want to get up this early. Exactly. You know, it's just mind over
0: matter. Agreed. Uh Patrick Swindall. We ranked debut albums for them. Now we're going to rank sophomore albums. Nirvana's Nevermind, Pearl Jam Versus, The Color and the Shape from the Foo Fighters, Dirt by Alice in Chains, Purple by Stone Temple Pilots, and Siamese Dream from Smashing Pumpkins. These are all great albums.
1: Well, Smashing Pumpkins is the last for me just because I'm not, You're not that a big fan. Big. That's not got some a, of I their mean, best songs on it though. But, but they're they're okay. I just I'm not a big fan. Okay. Uh, so, from a historical go,
0: significance standpoint, I might go Stone Temple Pilots first. Okay. I mean, let, me, let me put it to you like this I love that album. One of my favorites. Not a bad song on it. But from a historical significance perspective, doesn't Nevermind have to be first? I mean, whether you we, like Nirvana or hate them, you can't we, deny. Are we giving our personal opinion on this? What we like the best? That's what I'm asking. Like, how are we ranking? You're the one who always asks me this. How are we ranking these? Are we just doing our personal opinion? Or are we talking about like wh- where do these albums rank in rock history? Yeah. So what do you want to do? You tell me. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably
1: going with my personal opinion. Okay, go ahead. Then. Um. So I'm gonna go purple first. Okay. That's got um. That's got my f- possibly my favorite nineties alternative song on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interstate love song. Mm-hmm. And it's also got. Vaseline, mm-hmm. uh, Still Remains, Big Empty, mm-hmm. stuff yep. like that. It's great, It's great. Start to finish, it's
0: great. Um, what's on Versus? Go, Daughter, Dissident, uh, Glorified G, Elderly Woman Behind a Counter in a Small Town. Okay, that's second to last to me. That's not my favorite Pearl Jam stuff. I agree.
1: Um, all right, I'm going to go... Uh, Purple, Color in the Shape. Color in Shape has My Hero on it, mm-hmm. I believe, in Monkey Wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, never Mind,
0: Dirt, versus in Siamese Dream. Okay, I'm going to go Dirt, one, Purple, versus Never Mind, Siamese Dream, Color in the Shape. I'm just not. am not as big on the food. I love the Food Fighters, but those other bands are, be- are, are. I like those other bands better. Okay, so that's my. That's my. There points. are no wrong answers here. No, you're it's your right about personal that. Personal opinion. You're right about that. So this is a question going back to what Rob Hathaway wanted to know. It's from Patrick. With Triple H now in charge, is there hope for WWE? The day we've talked about for a long time has finally come. I honestly thought Vince McMahon would die in the chair. I thought he would die doing a Raw, and they would have to stop the show. But he's, he's resigned now as a result of all this scandal, whatever. Triple H is now running Raw. I feel like in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing people coming back. Gargano will come back. The Fiend will come back. Sasha Banks will come back. For the first time, I didn't watch Raw last night, and maybe I should have. But It was I'm, good. Also, not, let's not forget that Raw is going back to TV 14. Yeah. So there's going to be a little blood, maybe a little, uh, little, little innuendo. But what made wrestling work and popular, they're going back to it. I think I'm probably going to be jumping back into WWE pretty soon if, if things go the way I think they're going to. Brawl was good. Last night,
1: it started with Logan Paul being attacked in the ring by The Miz.
0: It was like a brawl. It's not like- a great start for me. I don't like Logan Paul. I, I want well, but that, that storyline's
1: kind of... already gotten rolling. So right, it's... So they got
0: They got to. They got to finish. Yeah, I get that. But I like the way that
1: it started. It started like unexpectedly. It wasn't that token. Uh, you know, somebody comes out and talks. You know, that was right. like Vince McMahon's thing. Like the first thing kicking off. Yeah. On SmackDown, is someone is going to come out and cut a promo. Yeah. Usually, but Roman this was Ray. just a, This was just right off the bat. Somebody attacking someone. And I like that. Okay. And uh, you know there was there was some good things throughout Raw last I, night. I thought they, I believe a... in Triple H. Here's the here's the thing about Triple H. My favorite thing about you know a, a year a year ago maybe you know for the last two or three years mm-hmm. my favorite show was NXT old old school black and gold NXT. Yes. That was his baby. Yeah, that was his thing, and some of the best storylines mm-hmm. came from and the that. best wrestling. The best wrestling, he, he, the, he was in charge of talent. So he hired mm-hmm. guys from the indies. He's hired people from Japan. He hired some great wrestlers and developed them as characters and developed them um, across the board. And he, the music on that was awesome. He had, he had a featured to,
0: song on every single pay-per-view, and it was awesome. We're going to see some AEW defections now. Yeah, People want to come work for Triple H. He's,
1: he's very good at relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. He's not going to be, you know, too... He'll bring, he'll bring some guys back from there and he'll get some of their new guys. I, I always thought with MJF, like, and I'm interested, that, that that's... I, I have been told, I have source, that, that that is a whole work that's happening with him and you know, he's coming back. I always you thought You I that, have the same source, bro. Yes, I know. So I always thought that with him, he would never really go to WWE to work for Vince. Because Vince would neuter him. Vince would well, not I, let him do the, the stuff he does. With Triple H, that's viable. He could go to WWE. I just uh, this is what I've always wanted to happen.
1: Yes, is for Triple H to be in the chair. Yes, let because nobody, nobody could. Vince was always the 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 end all. Whenever right. anybody had an idea, it had to come through him. He had to release it. Yeah. Now you have it's so, so to many guys people, be guys. Yeah, and and I mean. You know, Bruce Pritchard's there. He has some pretty good ideas most of the time. So he's going to be a- able to give his input. Can we but... lose the, uh, the Kevin Dunn camera angles? That would be nice. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I'm really excited to
0: see what happens here. I don't I think am... it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be really good. I agree. I agree. One more from Patrick here. Uh, what do you think college football will look like in 10 years? Do you think blue tip teams stay at the top or will there be new teams on the scene because of NIL transfers? This is my answer to that. And I've thought about this. College ball has kind of looked the same for the last 50 60 years, right? Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, you know, Georgia. The top schools have been on top this whole time. I don't think anything's going to change. I I I've been saying this for a while. We really need to get to fast forward a month. We need games to get yeah. people to stop talking. We need games to happen because once the games happen people will stop talking about this stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I've always been of that opinion that the 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 people at the top are going to stay at the top, and the yeah. people at the bottom are going to stay at the bottom. All you're seeing now is these people are having to spend more money than they have been. Um, and that's why, that's why Nick Saban is a, a, uh, annoyed. That's why Kirby Smart is annoyed. They're continuing to pay players, but they're having to pay some of these guys more than uh, they ever have. I mean, some of these players are going to be making – uh eventually more than Nick Saban and Kirby Smart if if it continues down this uh right rabbit hole. And they don't like that. That that's, that's that's at the root of it is the coaches don't like that these players are getting that kind of money and they're having to spend that kind of money on players. When in the past they were spending, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars on a player, now they're gonna have to spend uh, you know, two hundred thousand dollars on the kid or something,
0: you know, it's just
1: they're annoyed by it, but they're gonna continue to do it.
0: 901 Stark Dog asks, when tax season rolls around, how surprised will the NIL partakers be? All right. I've been seeing this take so many times. This is a really bad take for two reasons. One, you know, when I was 15, I got a job at Burger King. I knew I had to pay taxes. You know, my parents told me, hey, you got to pay taxes on that. And so I paid my taxes. So they know that. And two, and if you listen to my interview I did with Charlie Winfield, you heard this. The collectives are withholding the taxes as we speak. They're already ahead of them on that. So they're making so, sure there's no surprises for them. They, these are kids who get advisors on literally everything. Every class they take, they have an advisor for. They have a tutor for. They have trainers helping them every step of the way with their physical. Why do you think the university would leave something to chance? I feel like these people who say this, who ask this question, say, are, are thinking like on April 15th, Will Rogers is going to get arrested by federal agents because he didn't pay his taxes.
1: Well, I, I do think that that some of these kids do not realize they have to pay taxes on this. But for the most part, these uh, collectors—I don't think care it's going to be that. Well, some some are, yeah. some are, some some aren't. Some some are so, some are, are letting them know about it, but not everybody's doing what Charlie is doing and withholding that in the front end. Uh, so, I mean, I, I do think that that it is a surprise for some guys. I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think they'll just say, oh, okay, right. well, I'll pay
0: my taxes on this. Exactly. I mean, we live in a country where thousands of people don't pay their taxes every year.
1: But it's kind of like that, you know, every year that, that conversation comes up with these guys that get drafted in the MLB. Yeah. And like, oh, well, I don't think about know,
0: the taxes. Like if somebody well, hands you a million dollars,
1: do you really think about the taxes? Yeah, know, well, after taxes is going to be
0: making 500,000. Well, okay. I mean, sign me up. Yeah, Sign me up. Jeez. Wade Jones wants to know, why am I the only one at my house who knows how to properly open the bag, cereal bag inside the box? Does this happen in other households? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. I need more information. Uh, I think he's it? talking
1: about, so there's a, there's a slip at the top, at the, uh, at the top that yeah. you, you're supposed to pull apart right? and not grab it in the middle. You know, when you grab it in the middle, it that's like, how the like back tears. tears. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. And I used to do that. Until I figured out, like, you know, several years ago,
0: oh, you're supposed to pull it right here. I don't know. That. Where it doesn't tear apart. I don't know. Keep us right. Rank these AEW entrance themes. CM Punk, Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page or the Young Bucks, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. So you've got three that are actual songs. Yeah. Then you've got two that are wrestling themes. Created. Created, but, uh, yeah, and who, Ruckus uh, who, or whatever. who writes song? Adam Cole's is is a song, but it's about Adam Cole. And then the Bucks and Adam Page are actually like old school, mostly instrumental songs. Adam Cole's was based off
1: of, uh, um, it's off the, song, the era. Era song. Well, no, well, his song in the Indies was I forget which song oh, it was, but it's Rage Against about. the Machine. So, every single song he's had thereafter has been in that style in that Rage Against the Machine style. Uh, so, uh, and that's what they've done with a lot of these guys. They take their, you know, they take their theme that they had mm-hmm. in the indies and they kind of create
0: it around that. His last, and I think one, that was created like that was created like in a couple of hours, probably. Like, so, yeah, it was obviously thrown together. I would rank them like this: Punk is obviously number one. Uh, I love the Moxley Wild thing, but it's down the list. I like the Young Bucks song. I think it just fits them perfectly.
1: Super kick party.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go Punk, Bucks, Jericho, Moxley, Cole, Hangman. Hangman Adam Page is just, I mean, it's just I'm like surprised. Westman. I figured Adam Cole would be much higher on your list. Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers, and I love that song, but the other songs are better, in my opinion. You want to go with that? Or you got your own rankings. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fine.
1: I don't really, again, I'm not going to argue too terrible yeah, about right. that. So,
0: I'm not answering this question. It's, that's, it's gross. Uh, Gil Manklang wants to know, <laughs> got to pick two, leave one potato, tortilla, or corn chips? Uh, I'm going to leave potato, I think. Potato out. Yeah, absolutely. I am not picking between the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. But, no. We'll not choose between our branches of service. I, I agree with that. All right, then we move on. I like forward. them all. The movie versions of The Firm, A Time to Kill, or The Rainmaker.
1: I've never seen The Firm, so that's out. I, I know I, those other two movies are great
0: movies. I think The Firm is out for me because it's so different than the book. So I'm going to go with that. I agree with you. The, A Time to Kill and The Rainmaker, good. Boston, Kansas, or Foreigner? That's a tough one. Yeah. I kind of
1: feel bad about this, but I just prefer Boston and Kansas more. Foreigner has the the greater hits. Yeah. But I just I was such a huge fan of Boston and Kansas growing up that I I can't go against them. All right. I'm gonna
0: go I'm gonna go Boston and Foreigner. I'm taking Kansas out. Oh. I know, right? That's where I'm going then. So urgent. I gotta have that. Uh In your bedroom at night, 20 mosquitoes, two harmless snakes, one talking parrot. Look, I am not dealing with 20 mosquitoes. No chance. Yeah. Harmless snakes. You you would have
1: to to put up a... Well, mosquitoes can, like, the harmless snakes, not going to do anything. The mosquitoes can kill you. Like, you can get, like, malaria or something.
0: Well, not only that, like, two harmless snakes, I mean, it's going to be bothersome if they slither up on you in the night. But yeah, they can't do anything. So
1: yeah, well here and here the thing about the parrot is you can just put something over his cage and he'll go to sleep or something. Yeah, I mean I can I
0: can fall asleep with somebody talking in the room. I can do it. So Jeffrey Chancellor wants us to rank these money themed MSU players based on your value of, of worth to the team. Jonathan Banks, Gary Green. Dollar Bill Johnson and Gabe Jackson. I feel like you're stretching it with Gabe Jackson. Just want to point out. I know he's on the 20, but
1: I feel like you're you stretching it. I mean, just for the sake of the, the argument, I guess. Gabe uh, Jackson said, is
0: number one. Over Banks? Yes, Gabe Jackson. I have learned something in the past couple of weeks when I did that uh, top five MSU defensive players thing. MSU fans don't like Jonathan Banks. Oh, I like love him. Jonathan Banks. I don't, I don't, I'm telling you right don't. now, I got so much heat for putting the only Thorpe Award winner in the school's history over every other defensive back. People were incensed that I didn't put other defensive backs on there. Uh,
1: there, there has been people that – and I've argued with people for hours or for Banks, like he didn't deserve the trophy and all this stuff that year. Somebody threw out like – well,
0: wasn't it really like a lifetime achievement award at that point? So what you're saying is he had a great career.
1: Yeah. That's what you're no, saying. I, and and listen, I'm not I'm not downing him on this. I'm just I'm lifting up Gabe Jackson because all right. that's a guy that played I think every so, single game. So you go
0: Jackson and then Banks is what you're saying. Yes, and, and then like Green Gary and the Green. Green. Yeah, I would just switch your top two. That's all I would do.
1: Well, the reason I say Gabe Jackson uh, number one is he well he was such an important part of the offensive line. No doubt. I I just don't like I put him and Ilton Jenkins and. In the similar category, I just I think that they were both vastly underrated by people and their impact at Mississippi State. Jackson, like I said, I think he played every single game at Mississippi State. He might have, he was, I think you might be right. Uh, so I'm going with I'm going with him number one, and then and then Banks, and then Gary Green and Dollar
0: right. Bill. Uh, Zachary Cooey, how do you feel about the current state of the MCU? How excited are you for what's to come? I feel like I've just lost track of everything since Endgame. I didn't watch. WandaVision or any of those shows, I haven't seen the new Spider Man. I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange. I feel like I'm I'm just sort of behind, and I don't know. have watched ever everything. everything. I've watched literally everything. So are you excited where everything's going?
1: Yeah, I am. I mean, um, the Secret all, Wars in three years. It all is really kind of tying together. I mean, they even included um, in the Spider-Man and the Spider Man in the Doctor Strange movie. Right. They've included different right uh, universes. You know, yeah. you have uh, you had Profe- Professor Xavier was in yeah uh, Doctor Strange and then spoiler alerts happening here. Uh, and and Spider Man, I think it was Spider Man that they had. Uh, we had all three Spider Devil and they had yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil and that. So yeah, yeah. So and, so and they're about to come out with a Daredevil series, too. Right. So I, I really like where they're going. I, the, the only one that just kind of lost me was Moon Knight, just because there was, like, no right
0: real connection. But everything else has been really good. All right. I'll get back into it at some point. I, I don't know. Uh, RJ Sweatman wants to know, if upside right equals normal, why is the opposite upside down? Who says upside right? Uh, I've never heard that. I say right side up. Yeah, I, I've never heard upside right. Upside right, yeah. So, yeah, right side up, upside down. That's, that's how that works. Uh, in honor of Shark Week, rank the SEC West using sharks. Okay. I think we all know that Alabama's the great white. LSU's a tiger shark.
1: Ole Miss uh, is the uh, shark that stands up on two feet. And the what was the, kid, the guy's name? Tony, that was like a weird... What? The the weird shark that they had the the that they the one from the the, the Katy Perry's thing. Uh, no. The, remember they like it was his name was like Tony. oh yeah they had the land shark Tony the shark yeah, that's yeah.
0: yeah that that's that's, that's their, their shark one. okay he's he's last. Uh, I think Texas A and M is the bull shark. Um, Auburn is a hammerhead. Why? I don't know, man. you didn't know another one. They're weird. Yeah, I don't know a whole ton of sharks, to be totally honest. Uh, types of shark. I'm going to Google types of sharks. Is that okay, Robbie? Um, <laughs> Mississippi State can be the, uh, the Mako shark. Okay. Uh, small but dangerous. There we go. I did it. Um, last one James Cecil wants us to rank these Richards. Richard Fleer, Richard Pryor, Richard Dreyfus, Richard Nixon, and Richard Cross. It's going to be sort of weird, right? But this is what I'm going to say. Rick Flair is number one on almost every list I have. Richard Fleer is a loser. Yeah. But, I mean, just, just for Your, the... Terrible husband, terrible father, he's broke. Richard Fleer is last.
1: So are we? Is that what he's doing here? Or is just like the person. If
0: you're going to refer to, if you're talking about <clears throat> Rick Flair, that's one thing. If you're talking about Richard Flair, that's a different story entirely. I vote him. I, down I agree with that. Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna to go top to bottom. Pryor, Dreyfus, Cross, Nixon, Flair. Uh, okay.
1: There we go. Though. Um, I I mean Nixon might be last for me.
0: Nixon, I mean, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. So, there we go. All right. Uh, we will catch up on the countdown on tomorrow's show. We're going to owe you, I think, three games tomorrow. So, we'll do that. Um, we'll set. I'm setting up some stuff for opponent previews. We'll get some interviews in uh, and some few other things. Well, I know we missed yesterday on the countdown. Don't worry. We will catch everything up uh, tomorrow. Don't worry. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Wednesday. And, Robbie, and I'll be back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.